0: But I want to bring to you the word of God uh, to encourage you and to challenge you both in your prayer a life of prayer and also in your walk with the Lord. And the text that I have been studying is in Judges, chapter three, Judges, chapter three and verse thirty one. And we read there and after him, that is after Ehud, one of the judges and after him was Shamgar the son of Anath, which slew of the Philistines six hundred men with an ox goad, and he also delivered Israel. Shamgar was the third judge, and I want to speak to, him, to you about him. I don't know if you have ever heard any messages on Shamgar before, but uh, the Bible is filled with tales of obscure people who appear uh, on, a, on the pages of the Bible, and then they promptly disappear. Uh, these people step up or step out of the shadows, as it were, and they are used mightily uh, by the Lord. And they then fade away, most of them never being mentioned again. There are only two places in the Bible, two verses that uh, we hear of Shamgar. But you have so many other uh, people. You think about in 2 Samuel chapter 23, you have so many people mentioned and it's only one one verse and um for example, Adino, there was in Second Samuel 23, he's one of David's mighty men. It says that he killed 800 men at one time with a spear. You imagine that, uh, the, the power, the strength that he needed. There was Eleazar, in, again in the same chapter, another of King's uh, David, the, the king's mighty men. And he stood boldly, it says, in the day of battle, and he was alone and he fought alone and he killed so many of the Philistines, the enemies of the Lord. And it says, the scripture says that he fought so hard with his uh, sword in his hand that he couldn't open his hand. His, as it were, his hand and his sword were one. Uh, then you have Shammah, again, one of David's warriors, and he stood alone in the field uh, of peace, it says and um, he fought with the Philistines, and the Lord gave him the victory. You have the widow of Zarephath in First Kings 17, who sustained Elijah. We don't hear of her again. Uh, you have the Israelite maid who spoke uh, uh, to Naaman and told of the man of God. Um, we read of that boy who gave his food to the Lord Jesus, and uh, the Lord multiplied it. You have Joseph of Arimathea, we know very little about him. So you have all of these different individuals that we really don't know much about. They're obscure people. And you think to yourself, well, what about us? We are the servants of God. We are to be warriors for God. And yet we are unknown people. It doesn't matter. It, it um, bears no consequence in the work of God the fact that we are known or not known we are shut up with our illnesses or alone in our homes or busy with various tasks and responsibilities but we could go on with the list of people that god used out of obscurity they come up at a certain time they serve the lord and then they vanish away and uh, some of the things that we see in this text and and the other text is that Uh, The other text is in Judges chapter 5 and verse 6. It says, in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied and the travelers walked through byways. So that's all we know about Shamgar. And one of the things that I want you to remember is that Shamgar is a worker. Shamgar is a worker. When the Lord found him, he was already busy at work and he was well used. Uh, in the use of his tools he was used to the use of the ox code. and so we know he was already active he had not left his ox code. he he was able to use it his own name is is interesting his name means sword or cup bearer he was a sword as it were in god's hand he was a cup bearer as it were he was bringing the cup of god's wrath uh, to those uh, god would judge he was the son of Anath. Anath uh, was the Canaanite uh, goddess of war. And uh, one thing we are very clear about, about Shamgar, that he, he carried and he fought with his ox good. And that means he was a farmer. He was a farmer. He had an ox good uh, by his side. And um, it wasn't a weapon. It was an agricultural tool. It, it was a, some sort of a pole about eight to 10 feet long and two inches in diameter one end of it was tipped by a long iron point and with that end he used to encourage the oxen uh, to drive them forward and with the other uh, he would have um, used it as a spade to to clean away the wet clay uh, and the roots and the in, impediments of the plow point so uh, he, he was a man who was working uh something that we know uh another thing that we know about shamgar is that it has to do with the time in which he lived it was a very difficult time for the people of israel you just have to read the book of judges you've all sorts of things happening there are kings with 900 chariots uh, there is the king jabin whose army is totally unbeatable um and he, he was a man who had taken away all the uh, all the military tools and the weapons of the children of israel that's why they had nothing uh, there was no shield or a spear the scripture says in israel it was a time when the people of god were filled with fear the scripture says in judges chapter 5 and verses 6 and 7 they were filled with fear they were afraid to travel on the highways because of the oppressors they were afraid to uh, um, to to live in their homes because of those who invaded and attacked them so it wasn't that easy times the, there were the canaanites there was the philistines that were attacking and one of the great lessons that we can take away from shamgar is that god tends to use those who are already busy god tends to use people who are already busy those who are on their knees those who are active in the place of prayer those who are actually engaged with god or wrestling with god it's that kind of a people that god actually uses That's an amazing thing. God does not use lazy people in any great fashion. Do you know any lazy person? Can you say, I know a lazy man and God is mightily using that lazy man? Or do you know a lazy woman and say, this is a lazy woman, but look how God is using. Uh, And no, God is not like that. When he looks at the church of Jesus Christ and places his hands on people, to use them he always chooses those who are actively engaged in his work already so being actively engaged in a place of prayer every day is are those people who are going to be used of god and and the scripture says that we are his workmanship. That is that is our task to, to be actually useful in the kingdom of God, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. One of the good things that you can say there is one thing good that, that I am engaged in is in the place of prayer. Um, and uh, uh, you have so, so many passages that encourages the Christian to be active and busy and um, and in, in the day that we live in, it's a hard day for God's servants. It, it seems that government, society are gr- um, growing, have grown in their hatred of the Lord and his work. Uh, it seems that hearts are becoming continually hardened against the message of the gospel um, and the Lord's call to salvation. It's a hard day to raise families. We, we uh, can easily become hardened to ourselves, but, but it is a great day that God would visit a people in hard times. That's what God does again and again and again. So I encourage you, let's not just talk about the hardships. Let us say, in this hard time, I will seek the Lord. In this hard time, I will be engaged. I will use whatever tool God has put in my hand. And One of the tools, one of the means that God has used in warfare is prayer itself. What a privileged people. So the Lord is watching. He takes note of your faithful service. He takes note of your prayers and your tears and your kneeling before him. you casting yourself before him. you spreading your cause before him. The Lord sees all of these things. He's not ignorant of these things. And you might think it is so feeble. It it is just two mites. But the Lord Jesus Christ saw the two mites of that widow. Another thing is that Shamgar was a soldier. Shamgar was a soldier. Yes, the Israelites were being... Uh, oppressed by these canaanites the, the philistines and, and they were under attack they were very discouraged indeed but what we see is that shamgar even though everyone else fled shamgar refuses to flee when the philistines come uh, he stood his ground he fought he didn't have any weapons of war but he had his ox gird. And you think about, what do we have? What actually weapons do we have? Our great weapon, uh, all prayer. Um, John Bunyan would put it in his Pilgrim's Progress. He he engaged in all prayer. The Apostle Paul even better puts it about the whole armor of God. And so he had this long pole that he had used in his agricultural work, and he uses it to the best of his ability. And the Lord has given us so many tools, dear friends, uh, he's given us prayer. He's given us the Word of God. He's given us the, the the technology and the means to engage with God, and this is a wonderful thing, amazing thing. You have uh, the, the the all of the uh, technology with Sermon Audio that our brother Stephen Lee uh, is putting into place under by the grace of God and under His care and 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 wonderful providence, and. And all of these things are, we could say they are ox goods, they are uh, tools, but if it is used in the hand of God, how amazing God can use them. And in our time, in our day, to be used of God. Uh, the scripture says we are in a fight. And the scripture says, just fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. We are laying hold of eternal life in place of prayer, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses the apostle Paul says, i fought a good fight i finished my course i've kept the faith he says so we are at war today i know you know this but sadly so many many people don't realize that we are at, at, at a battle and i forget it we become too used to things and uh, we are at war with satan like the canaanites uh, that he, he would oppress us Uh, We are at war with the world like the Philistines. It would invade us and take away everything that we value. You think about the war. Isn't it right for us to battle on our knees before God in the presence of God, pleading with him, wrestling with him for our homes, for our marriages, for our spouses, for our children? Uh, They they are worth fighting for. They are worth dying for. Uh, For the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the the world would slip in and take away the things that we value as God's church. Uh, Things like the word of God, things like the preaching of the word of God, his his worship, his doctrines, uh, our separation from falsehood and sin. They're all under attack by Satan and the world every day. The world uh, makes inroads into the church and we must be willing to fight and die for the things that. Uh, we know from the word of God are right. And, and you think about the lost as well. Uh, should we not fight for them before the Lord? Lead their cause for those people who never pray for themselves uh, to be engaged in that place of wrestling and uh, pleading with God. So uh, we are Christian soldiers. Here is Shamgar with his ox goad. We are here with this great tool, this great tool, instrument that god has given to us uh, this spiritual armory and one of them uh, is prayer that overshadows everything Um, and and something else is that shamgar the victor he he come comes away as victorious it says that he delivered israel Um, his courage freed the people around him. And it was all of the Lord's doing. It was the Lord who gave them the strength. It wasn't of his own physical strength. How could a person uh, go on and uh, and with just one ox go to uh, to kill 600 men? H- how can they do it? You can't do it. It's of the Lord. The Lord was helping him. So you can think, think of every time he went into this battle, he could have died. He could have lost it. But can you not imagine here is a man of God, the hand of God is upon him. Can you not uh, uh, see that he was a man that he would pray and plead with God? Lord, help me. Lord, I feel so weak. Lord, I'm going into this battle. Lord, I don't know what will be the result, but I will go on in the strength of the Lord. I will fight for the God of Israel. I will fight for Jehovah. And if we can... Uh, you think about it as God's people, if we can pass down to the next generation uh, a, a pure gospel and a holy church by the grace of God, what else do we want? Um, uh, then we have been successful. Then we, we will receive those words of the Savior. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And uh, you, you, I'm wanting to encourage you, dear friends, that here is a man who came through with god and he came through as a victor and so the apostle says therefore my beloved brethren be ye steadfast unmovable like Shamgar, he stood and fought um always abounding in the work of the lord for as much as you know that your labors and we could say your prayers is not in vain in the lord and so when you feel like quitting and saying when will the lord answer our prayers When will the revival come that we are praying for and pleading with God for? When you feel like quitting, uh, just look to the greatest and only Savior of God's elect, that example of steadfastness of all, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and be encouraged to keep on. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The Lord Jesus Christ faced the greatest odds ever encountered by any person. He fought in the greatest battles and what we see regularly in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ is a man of prayer. If the Son of God had to pray, so we can also pray. So. I'm, I'm saying to you, what, what are you going to take from this? Here is a Shamgar, obscure person. We hardly know anything about him, but we know he fought where and when he was. Uh, God has chosen you to be where well and, uh, and the timing of your life. What's happening to you right now? Um, he didn't give in to fear. He didn't wait for better circumstances. He didn't say, well, I might, the technology that I have in my hand is too feeble. I, I need to just wait for a better technology to come, a better technology to war with. Uh, no, no, use what the Lord has given to you. And here we have the greatest of technologies. prayer. Uh, it is, uh, it, it, you, you You can have the electricity go out and they can switch off all of our powers. This technology will go on. It, it is not powered by the sun. It is not powered by By anything, but it is uh, uh, the power that God has given to God's people. Shabgar fought where he was, when he was, he fought with with what he had. He stood his ground. He he made up his mind to fight. And you make up your mind. I will pray until the Lord shows mercy to us and would visit us in revival and in salvation and in, in blessing. And and he left the results to God. As I said to you earlier, every time he fought, he put his life on the line. Uh, Shamgar trusted God with his life. Live or die, he would stand for the Lord and for what was right. And and then finally, he he experienced victory. Every time he fought, Shamgar walked off the field, as it were, the field of the battle, the victor. Uh, God honored his faith. And, dear friends, ultimately, uh, we walk off as God's people, as victorious. The scripture says we are more than conquerors. Can we readily grasp that? I can't. But the scripture says we are more than conquerors. So here we are. You are there being attacked. God's people under great persecution. And yet, what should we do? Uh, Yesterday, I saw a picture. I saw a picture of a room. I thought it was a uh, it was a room where uh, it was a playroom for children because there were all these um, pads, some sort of pads on on the floor. But actually, those pads were there because these people were kneeling to pray. It was for for them kneeling to pray in the prayer meeting. And then at the back of the room, it was all these sort of um, um, duvets or blankets and um, sleeping uh, sleeping bags and and the person had written that somebody had taken a snapshot of this room and um someone had said do you know what room this is this is a room in an underground church in china this is their prayer meeting room and the reason that these um these things are on the floor but well, this is where they are kneeling They're kneeling here to pray. And do you know those sleeping bags are there? Because there are people who will carry on. The opportunity is given for people to carry on to pray through the night and to be in that prayer meeting as long as they want and as long as the Lord gives them uh, the the help to pray on. They are there to pray on. Some of them will sleep and then they wake up again and they carry on praying. So the idea of... um, 24-hour prayer uh, meeting that our brother Stephen has already has been taken up. It's already being done in China. And uh, may the Lord uh, bless all these endeavors. And uh, uh, we uh, we can expect great victories as we seek to pray before God. And all of these things, it's not for our names. We come up uh, it, from the shadows. We come up to be used of the Lord. And then to be happy to fade away in 100 years time no one to remember us for us to be buried but to be in in the presence of the lord and for the name of the lord jesus christ to be honored and magnified well may the spirit of shamgar and more than that the spirit of our lord jesus christ be with you all amen